welcome to Forever Canyon, <laughs> the podcast where we talk really fast because we got to pick our kids up from school soon and talk about New Jedi Order, book six, balance point, duh. Pay attention. That's what, we're, that's what we've been talking about for a long time. That's what we're talking about this week, except this time we're going to go from the very beginning to the very end. Welcome to the review episode, fans. Tim, are you ready? I like these episodes. Me too. It's kind of cool to... Not kind of cool. This is why I do it on purpose. It's really cool to read the book and hyper-focus on all the events and then look at the thing as a whole at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I love going through my notes and being like, jot this down. This is what happened. Because by, by the time we finish, after like two months, it takes us to get through a book on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's hard to remember sometimes chapters one through four. <laughs> you know, good God. But going through the notes, man, the reviews are fun. That's what we're here to do this week. But first, bum, bum, bum. Previously on Forever Canon, wouldn't you know it, we finished New Jedi Order, book six, Balance Point by Kathy Tires. And you know what? We didn't talk about this actually at the end of the last episode. I guess we usually do that here. We'll do that in a minute. Okay. First, we'll start as we always start the reviews. I'm saying view too many times now with the galactic overview. (laughs) What does that mean? It means what's happening in the galaxy, but cooler sci-fi. The Yuzhan Vong attack and destroy Kalarba. Another victory. This is playing ads. The New Republic and Selkor move refugees to Duro to salvage its atmosphere. Turns out, Vong spies and Peace Brigade have colluded to populate Duro ahead of another Vong attack to give them more human sacrifices. Guess what? They attack. They win. (laughs) And now, they directly threaten Coruscant the jewel of the New Republic at its heart and the galactic core as a whole. Also, they've got tons of new beasts and put a hit out on the Jedi with a jackpot for Jason Solo. Anything else? I mean, that's pretty much... <laughs> that's This is one of the most <clears throat> contained books and stories that we've read in Star Wars. There was a couple of meetings on Coruscant, and then everything else happened on Duro or a city floating above it. Yeah, we got some little, a couple little Senate meetings, but nothing crazy. And, 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 then, and so, in saying how contained the location was, the the events are also very contained. Mm-hmm. This is one we we touch on the the end of a battle at the beginning of the book at Kalarba, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the book is just what happens with Duro, man. Yep, that's this is what happened in the galaxy at large. Did we, like, hear about other stuff happening in other places? No. No, we didn't. No, we nope. actually didn't even. Like, the Vong didn't talk about, like, oh, we're at this place also. Or, like, the the New Republic meetings that we sat in on weren't weren't ha- spreading focus anywhere else. We actually didn't get a, a whole lot of Vong until the end. True. Really? Well, we knew they were there. The we, yeah, time. we knew. And we but... were being told things that Kriar was doing. Dr. Mm-hmm. Kriar. Anyways... Yeah, that's what happened in the galaxy. And now we'll move on to the characters. Mm-hmm. Who it turns out... See, this is just about five sentences of of plot. Yep. The characters is about two pages of happenings. Mm-hmm. 
Because this book had all of our heroes in it. Han, Leia, Luke, Mara, Anakin, Jason, and Jaina. All of them. All of them throughout the entire book. Yeah. The last two books we read were Han Solo and Friends I Don't Care About. That could have been the title of the book. <laughs> Han Solo and Friends. Han Solo and Friends, parentheses, you don't care about, and parentheses. I like drama. Yeah, but we don't care about any of them. No. Do you care that he's gone? Not really. No, I don't care. <laughs> Would you have cared if he died? I would have cared for Han Solo. Yeah. Who was already broken and hurt. Yeah. But I'd be like, all right, I don't know if he's even got a beak or not. <laughs> Let's get to the characters. Yeah. No, number one, with the least screen time, page time, word time. It's, it's word time right now, Tim. <laughs> with the least amount of word time and balance point, the Yuzhan Vong. Yeah. New beasties and besties and baddies and same domination. That's their little secret title. Let's I'm gonna see, cut through it's them. Succinct and... Talk about succinct? Wait for this. I didn't actually talk about what they did. I talked about... They can disguise themselves as aliens now. Not just humans. That's new. Uh, they can still terraform planets with the best of them. Vicky Shesh is a valuable senator. Traitor. Uh, Naminor is an evil genius. He's really good at biology and traps. Mm-hmm. Turns out. Savong Law. He's the war master. He's defeated by a desk. Don't know how strong he really is because we actually didn't see him do anything. Yeah, other, Did than, we? other than threats. And a couple of swings at Jason. Mm. Defeated by a desk. They have a weird snake scorpion tag team monster. <laughs> Symbiotic earwig worm yeah yeah gross yep and that big snake thing in space a scaled slug monster eats orbital cities they've got bigger dovin basils bigger villops bigger 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 this is the huge on vong in this book we're making progress and we're even more deadly than we were when we were already too deadly in the very first book because bigger means worse and this is like a problem that people talk about in storytelling, like writers or readers, I guess anyone talks about power creep. It's called where like the stakes have to keep getting higher, mm-hmm. which means the powers and abilities or technologies or available choices must then get better and bigger and stronger and crazier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where like, they have to scale together, when otherwise we started, it feels... When we started with the Yuzhan Vong, it was like, oh my god, that guy can disguise himself as a human. Not aliens yet, though. That's a cool evolution. That makes perfect sense. And then it was like, oh, he's got these bugs things that he uses to transform this planet. And now they've got fire-breathing dragons. They've got bugs they throw that cut, bugs they throw that bounce... Bug <laughs> jelly that sticks to the floor, kids that climb on rocks like it doesn't. <laughs> I thought I saw that expectation on your face. Yeah. They just they bigger, 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 better, more beasts. They're deadly. Nominor was great in this book. Mm-hmm. His interaction with Mara uh when she busts him down in the cave. I say he was great in this book. He was in like three scenes. Yeah. Right? He he confronts Mara and then he confronts leia at the end it was cool Warmaster savong law honestly felt like a loser to me yeah he, he just felt like a he's got like like some scary lines but yes he definitely is a good talker 
Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like, I don't know, he was too dismissive of everything, I guess, which is, uh, they're freaking hubris the whole way. Yeah. Like, they're fatal flaws. Uh, we, th- we know that we're better than you. We don't even think it. But that's changed a little bit now where he says, I want all these Jedi gone. So he but they've been has saying some... that off and on in spurts throughout the books, right? Yeah. Where like <laughs> that's think... why Nominor tried to like poison the people at the wedding because for sure there was going to be some Jedi there, not just important politicians. Mm-hmm. And then the plan with the priestess Alon, where we're going to kill all the Jedi that we can by shooting bugs out of my lungs. Mm-hmm. It has off and on been recognized that the. Jedi are our greatest threats, but then like they keep forgetting and having to relearn the same things again. I think a consequence of just, and they've never really been shown. We've had five different writers so far, right? Yeah. Yeah. They've never really been shown what a Jedi can do necessarily. Yeah. They haven't had too many encounters with them. This is the first real one. At least no encounters that people have survived, but Mm I mean, that's the Yuzhan Vong in a nutshell in this book. They come in with big bad beasties and brand new, bigger Dovin basils, and they destroy all the orbital cities at Duro, except for one that escapes, and they take over the surface. Yeah. And the point being, they're now a sneeze away from Coruscant, the capital of the galaxy, where all of the quote-unquote most important people are, right? Yeah. Most influential. What happens... To a galaxy when you take over its capital city. It's a seat of government. I don't know, but I really think we're going to find out. Because there's 13 books left. And they are ringing the doorbell at the end of this one. Mm -hmm. Literally saying, we're coming. But we won't if you give us all your Jedi. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we'll see. What was your favorite moment of the Yuzhan Vong? Um, so Savong Law and Leia and when she, Leia first meets him they're talking about the gods and he's like well you can talk to my gods when you go and see them nasty I, I liked that Miss Jackson I liked Mara and Naminor having their face to face and he's like yeah I made that disease that poisoned you and I'll do it again and actually here's more of it and get away from me and he ends up escaping Mara Jade Skywalker how many with people, trickery? How many people in the history of trying to kill her have ever gotten away from her after they after she found them? Mm-hmm. Ooh, one, it's him. I don't know, you know, Luke, two. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, man. That was they didn't. They had like they had those cool beasts, but we didn't even like focus on them enough for them to be super cool. It was just yeah. like. Oh, God, there's something coiled around this the city, orbital city up there. And then, oh, God, there's something coiled around the buildings down here. And this one has a thing clamped. Yeah, they, they got some, some description, but that's... Still got fire-breathing dragons. But... Yeah, smaller ones. Yeah. And I guess the insight into repeating the same pattern at Ramamul here at Duro, mm-hmm. which is infiltrate the government overthrow it and then put all the technology in a pit and light it on fire Yeah, and then burn it down except for the lights yeah need those until my lights get here that's it that's the vong baby moving on our second group of characters luke and mara jade skywalker the profound ponderer and pregnant protectress 
Luke Skywalker doesn't really do a lot in this book. No. There's a lot of thinking, a lot of talking, a lot of feeling in the Force, and then he flies his ship a bit. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> but Mara, on the other hand, if we, okay, if we look at the cover of this book, Han and Leia and a silhouette in between them, right? We can't tell who that person is. This is not Leia or Han's book at all. No. They barely, I mean, Mara, not Mara, <laughs> Leia features, right? Because she's the head of the cell core. But they don't really, until Leia at the end, they don't really tie in much to the goings on in the book other than they're the ones running the refugee settlements, right? Yeah. Mara Jade Skywalker might be the second most important person in this book. If this is anyone's book, it's hers second. Yeah. She does the most and changes the most. And I, I not she doesn't change, discovers the most. She, at the beginning of the book, also tells us the most. She tells us, hey, look at Luke and Anakin sparring. Man, Anakin sure looks like Luke, doesn't he? Man, Anakin sure sounds like Luke, doesn't he? And man, Anakin sure is handsome, isn't he? <laughs> Right? Yep. And then she takes him Vong hunting down to a restaurant. They successfully KO somebody who later suicides themselves on Coruscant. Yep. A Vong on Coruscant. The prisoner dies via knuckle knives. And then Mara discovers and tells Luke that she's pregnant. Hello, baby. I'm sure this horrific war will be won before... She has to deliver this baby in roughly nine months. Before that is a concern. Twelve months ago, maybe, when the war started and you were already outmatched, it went bad. We're maybe a year later from Helska 4 now, right? We're ten months from Cernpedal. Mm -hmm. It's gotten worse. I'm sure in the next nine months, we'll figure this out and wrap <laughs> this up. We've passed the balance point now. So what could go wrong? I just, I worry about <laughs> her being pregnant right now, I guess. You know, mm -hmm. can, you, can, yep. you, can you wonder why? But actually, I really love this story thread. Like, as a plot, I'm, I'm loving Mara and Luke Skywalker. Like Luke Skywalker is having a baby. Yeah. I'm not as connected to Mara as I am Luke Skywalker. I've seen him in movies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I liked that guy when I was eight. <laughs> I couldn't read about her till I was like 15. Couldn't figure these books out. Yep. Anyways. What I think that's going to be such a cool plot thread. She is pregnant in the middle of the of a the galaxy's most deadliest war. Yeah, and being being as independent and as yes, she doesn't exactly. rely on other people, and now she's going to have to one. She's going to she already have to has had to because yeah. she was she has been ill, and she's going to have to be at some point. You can only fight for so long. She's going to be pregnant. She's going to have to take a Jaina Solo leave of absence from yeah. the war. And be mad about it. And be stomping feet down the ramp. You're going to see her being upset with Luke for trying to take care of her. And I don't know, but, but I'm he's still so, going to do excited, it. I'm excited, man. Yeah. It's a cool. I keep saying cool. It's, it's an interesting plot thread to insert into this war of superheroes. Mm -hmm. It's cool. It's like, okay. Uh, Avengers versus Thanos, except Black Widow's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And then she still will be the one to volunteer to jump off the cliff to get the soul stone for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she still will be the self-sacrificing, but only to a lesser degree. 
It's cool. It's cool. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Luke and Mara head to Duro in search, uh, with Anakin, of a missing apprentice. Spoiler, she's dead. They find Ramamul talk all over this planet, and Luke can't talk Jason into using the Force. This is where Luke comes in and actually starts doing stuff. Uh, Jason Solo has been avoiding using the Force ever since Centerpoint and everything went wrong there, and ever since he tried to use the Force following a vision and got kidnapped, and Uncle Luke has to... Luke is not wise enough, convincing enough to convert this young man back to action. And maybe that's like his big failing of the of the beginning of the book, or I don't know if it's going to be a problem in the long run, but he's a bad master. Bad. Yeah. You're not training your Jedi. Right? Like, he's not. No. He leaves part, them alone part most of, of the time. Is that, part of it is that you have to let them learn. Teach themselves. Yeah. Especially at that age, 16, 17. <laughs> but, like, not doing a whole lot. Not doing a whole lot of instruction. I guess sparring with Anakin. Who, you got favorites? You playing favorites? Yeah. Jason's on Duro, not using the Force. And you're like, I'll be here playing sword fight with your little brother. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Shut up, Justin. Mara takes Jaina and finds Nominor. Dun, dun, dun. And he escapes because she's looking out for Jaina. Remember? She could have chased him down that hallway. But she was worried about Jaina and stayed back. She's already starting to do that little bit of the maternal sacrificing for her maternal instincts. Yeah. And she's taking kids on adventures. I don't know if you notice. She takes Anakin to go capture that guy. She already took Anakin on vacation. She's taking kids on adventures constantly. And she's now featuring Cavens thinking about how the kids are our future. And she's, she's the one that says, isn't it? Yeah. She says it. Luke says it. Leia says it. I think maybe even Han. I don't know. I think all the adults in balance point tell us it's up to you kids now. Yep. And then what? What are you guys going to do? We're old. We're retiring. We need your help. Everyone except Han Solo. Probably you fly. That's good. Get away. Anyways, we move on. We're at Duro. Luke is now publicly sparring with Anakin after he has gone to a meeting with core Duro shipping that didn't go the way he wanted. So he wants a big distraction. Now we're going to lightsaber fight again. Aha. He's done that. It's only two things he's done in this book so far. Mm-hmm. Turns into a riot. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it was so cool. It was Blitz Creek Bop. Are you ready? Anyways, then it's fly and battle time for Luke and Mara. Mara mostly. Luke in the background, right? Like we talked about Anakin was like flying. Luke's in his X-Wing mostly in the background until he needs to come and save Mara, right? She goes and visits the Admiral. And there's a heavy, heavy focus on her over Luke in this book. It's a big story for her. Yep. She uncovers this whole plot, secret plot at Duro. She's the one who searches the computer and finds Rama Mooltak and starts putting two and two together mm-hmm. and tells Leia. And She's the one who solves this crisis and probably saves us just in time to get that one orbital city away just in time to get the refugees off the surface right yeah as many as well two thousand of them anyway that's all we can fit in our (laughs) tractor (laughs) major spotlight also on their awesome relationship as we start to talk about oh we're pregnant yeah lots of moments of them being awesome together private like privately or in a battle or in negotiations yep. or hanging out with R2. Being a good team. Cohesive team. A good partnership. Yeah. Yes. 
which is a welcome change mm-hmm. from the last two books. What was your favorite moment of Mara and Luke? Um, all of our stuff's cool, but I liked <laughs> I liked Luke talking to Jason when he's sitting there. He's sit- I didn't Luke. like how he creeped to the side of his bed in the nighttime, but carry no, on. <laughs> but just the conversation between the two was a good philosophical back and forth, mm-hmm. even though Jason at the end is like, well, I'm just going to wait here and wait to talk to this guy. Well, and he did still. the philosopher thing. of He didn't tell Jason anything. He just asked him why and what if. Yeah. At least my my recollection yeah. of it, anyways. Right. What, what if this is? Yeah, that was good. I liked that. I liked. Uh, I, I I just like Mara. Can I just say that? <laughs> I like she did so many awesome things. I I like her teaming up with Anakin. I like her teaming up with Jaina. I like her going on her own and being the baddest ass. Like anyone else will slow me down, so I'm just gonna go to the admiral by myself. Mm-hmm. She's just freaking great, man. She's it's awesome. Awesome to have a spotlight on her in this book when she's been sidelined with an illness for the first five essentially right yep bomb loved it pregnant love it yep number three our third set of characters han and leia solo mom and dad of momentary reunions (laughs) because as much as these two haven't talked to each other in two books and months of not answering the phone and what have you Han is working for Selcor on Duro, hero to droids and refugees. Leia is the head of Selcor, overseeing things on Duro. They don't know that each other is there because they're both working hard to ignore each other and avoid the problems within their family. Nailed it. Succinct. Eventually, they reunite here accidentally. Mm -hmm. And although they're working together... To figure out how we're going to save all these refugees, right? They're like in communication the whole time. They don't actually spend time together. No. They're not in each other's presence. They have a hug and a kiss. Uh, when they uh, everyone first gets the gateway one. dome after having to have to evacuate 32. Yeah, it's a bit awkward. Yeah, a little bit. And then it settles into a little more of an actual hug, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't actually spend any time together again until the end of the book when Han Solo picks everyone up and her legs are almost gone. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Have a hug and then let it simmer. Because I was annoyed, actually, remember? At how quickly Leia was just like, everything's fine. Yeah. Nope. It's not. Everything is not fine. Hug each other and say it's fine. And then spread apart. And do your own thing so that I don't have to watch you kiss each other's asses. Mm -hmm. While things get fine. Anyways, that's not the point. They don't actually spend any time together. Han spends all his time with the refugees. And Leia spends all her time with her children. Yeah. And the administrators. <laughs> when the Vong finally arrive in force, Han and Leia are the only ones who manage to help anyone escape, it seems. Han has dug these extra tunnels, right? Leia has hidden a ship that can save approximately 2,000 refugee slaves. She comes up with a secret mining laser plan, which gets her captured, tortured, and nearly delegged. Yeah. By Savon Law himself, the war master of the Yuzhan Vong. She's rescued by her kids, and then Han rescues every one of them, and we fly off into the hyperspace sunset. What are you looking for over there? So what do you think I missed? No, no, no. I'm you didn't joking. miss anything. There's Because at the end of these, these, you always ask my favorite thing, and there's a specific uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, and I wanted to find the actual line, and I couldn't find it. Oh, it's okay. I'll know it by heart. Just tell me <laughs> what you're thinking <laughs> of. No, but like that's... 
that's what they did in this book. Han and Leia were in charge of Duro, essentially. Yep. And they managed to save the only people that deserved saving. Like, it seemed like everyone else from the government to the, to the cell corps, uh, like almost everyone else in administrative duties was corrupt mm-hmm. and selling out to the Yuzhan Vong. Like, the government was selling out to the Peace Brigade who was selling out to the Vong, but also the shipping company was selling out the government to the Peace Brigade. And all, like, it was just... Yeah, everybody... Bad guys all the way down. Bad dominoes. And the people that weren't corrupt didn't know that they were doing corrupt things. Like that, well, because like everybody thinks it's just fine to make a deal with the Yuzhan Vong, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. you're right. He's uh, the person in charge told us uh, what to do. Yeah, but you know, you're supposed to question this stuff. I guess is I don't know. Uh, all right, ha. How about a favorite moment for Han and Leia? Okay, my my favorite moment is actually Han. It's not something he says. It's something he thinks to himself. Oh. He's he's leaving for some Big to time. go do something when they're when they're down in the tunnel. Yeah. And he's leaving to go do something with Droma. And Him he, and Droma are going to go yeah. cover the ship. Find and the ship. he says something along the lines of hair or no hair, that that woman, Leia, is like the light of my life. He says something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, he has an actual ro- positive romantic thought. thought. About his he, doesn't, he doesn't say it out loud. He doesn't like I mean, hug or anything. But he's but, not like he has been for the last two books where he's like, yeah. oh God, I can't bear to think of her because I've been such an asshole and I have to keep avoiding this. Yeah, I liked, I liked that part. <laughs> On the same note, at the beginning of the book, he sits down in the Falcon and has a heart to heart with Jason about why he's not using the force anymore mm-hmm. to the same point. He, him reconnecting with his family yep. is his best moment. But Leia is, she bare hand attacks Naminor in a room full of Yuzhan Vong warriors. <laughs> yep. That is fierce. Yeah. That was her trying to do the heroic sacrifice. She was trying to get her kids to escape and die mm-hmm. so that everyone else could save themselves. You saw her angry mom energy too when she wanted to strangle. Oh my Miranda. God, that was great too, yeah. <laughs> strangle them. <laughs> With her bare hands, she wanted to strangle a hut. All right, on to our last set of characters and the longest group to focus on. Because if it was anyone's book, it was number one and number three, these characters. <laughs> Our fourth group, the Solo Children. Anakin, the background hero, and the Testy Twins. Because, boy, are both of them just such a bad attitude the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right? Jane is mad because she's injured and off-duty. She is grumpy the whole time. Jason is despondent and forlorn and upset the whole time. Testy, testy. Yep. Meanwhile, let's start with Anakin first, because his is three sentences or so. He looks like Luke, and he spars with him twice. Fun. <laughs> He's an incredibly handsome hero. He helps Mara capture a Vong on Coruscant. He even looks at her inappropriately when she puts on a dress. That's <laughs> I thought you were going to bring that up. Uh, Mara even says about him, quote, 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 He'll be giving orders in five years. At 20. Yeah, and then he witnesses a Vong suicide. <laughs> Probably wonder if that will... Uh, no, it won't affect him at all. Because mm. his life has had worse things in it already. He watches Jason negotiate with Corduro, sitting next to his Uncle Luke. And then he defends refugee ships from Vong 
He kills like 20 coral skippers in this book, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm not ex- I don't think I'm exaggerating. No. And the big alien snake but thing. We're never in his head until that last bit there, right? Yeah. He goes to kill the giant monster by himself. Because he's bored. With some Trojan horse trick shot. <laughs> and then he's like, Anakin, over. <laughs> over and out. You're not hearing from me again, right? Mm-hmm. He kills a lot of bad guys and saves a lot of people. But it's always... We're always watching him do it from someone else's perspective. Yeah. Except for that one moment. I think... I think that's that's it. That's about it. I would have loved to be in his head more because of what just happened with Centerpoint at the end of the last yeah. book. Right? That was a pretty major pivotal moment for him. Would love to... Explore any guilt or emotions he's having because he said, he told us, I could have taken that shot clean and no one would have had to die needlessly. And the war would be over. But he just seems fine. Yeah. He's just fine. Or he's like, I'm going to blast all these coral skippers. I'm going to shoot my grief and red lasers out of my X-Wing. Yeah. XJ X-Wing. Mara says something about how he has the, the calm and intensity of someone twice his age when he's flying his ship around. The most experienced young Jedi warrior that probably ever lived. Yep. I mean, really. Think about the old order. There was no war till the Clone Wars, and that lasted a year. Yeah. Really. There was whatever, trade disputes on the outer rim and what have you, but like, <laughs> there was no Blockades. formal massive amount of violence. And then all this time of Jedi raising... These are the most experienced Jedi in violence ever created. Yeah. Anakin looking like the baddest of them all to the baddest of them all, Mara Jade Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. She sees him and goes, whoa, that tells me double whoa. Yeah. The, right? re- let's really watch this kid. See what happens. Would have loved to have a little bit of him thinking about how things went wrong last time, but much like when. Chewbacca died. Han Solo sat out for a book. Yeah. We didn't get his perspective. We just knew he was sad. But Anakin seems fine. So let's move on to Jaina Solo next. She blows up in the opening pages in her X-Wing. She explodes. Yeah, I was worried immediately. <laughs> I was worried immediately. Her name is not on the back of the book. When we, when we did the last preview and we read... Here's everyone on the back of the book, and here's everything that's happening. She, Everyone else in her family was named, but not her. Mm-hmm. Well, mind you, she starts us off in the prologue. Exploding! At Kalarva, right? And then she's... This is her journey. Is she's forced out of the war and into recovery leave, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she needs to deal with being on the sidelines. Jaina wants to be the tip of the sword, you know, mm-hmm. in the uh, pointed at the enemy's throat. She does not want to be the hand on the handle pointing the army. She wants to be the X-Wing in front shooting your face off. Yeah. But she's currently blind. It's a it's a good lesson for her, I think, to be. I, that's to what I'm saying. To this, the side. That's her journey of this book is yep. learn how to do that. And also understand your connection better with your mom and stop taking that for granted. Yeah. But we'll get to that. <laughs> She's exploded in the first pages and she's mad. She's the best fighter and she wants to fight. She rips Jason many space assholes for not fighting. <laughs> she hates on her mom for not being there for her when she exploded. Reasonable. Why? 
Why is she so mad? Why is she so upset? Because of what I just said. She will fight everything. She will fight everything for everyone every time. And not only is she not allowed to, her brother won't do it. She knows how strong he is. She knows how powerful and capable he is, right? Mm-hmm. That's her twin. Yep. Look, get what? <laughs> That's a perfect way to explain it. Those just three words. For real, she is mad throughout this entire book because she would do anything possible to end this war. And Jason's like, oh, seems bad to do violence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You get lots and lots of twin team-up time mm-hmm. on Duro when things are chill. It's like him, her and Jason go to the comms unit to try and call mom. Her and Jason go and investigate the pupating worms. Her and Jason escort all the refugees onto the crawlers and stuff, right? Yeah. And then they kind of get a little separated as she heads off with Mara. Tracking down Nominor, helping, but mostly being saved. Because she's still growing and still learning. Mm-hmm. And blind. Yeah. Temporarily <laughs> Throw that one in there. She even has to learn to watch her disrespectful talk in front of Aunt Mara. <laughs> when they're like in the Jade Shadow and she's like, some people just shouldn't have kids. If you can't be there for your kids, you just shouldn't have kids. And Mara's like, don't talk about your mom like that or yep. I'll kick your ass. It puts her in her place hard. Puts her in her place actually with words and information, not yeah. with threats. Yeah. <laughs> like this but, is why, and this is what don't act like that. You're being a petulant child right now. And I'm not your mom. I have very different expectations for you. I'm another adult who sees you as an adult. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not your mom who treats you like a kid. Don't talk like a kid in front of me. You're not going to badmouth your mom. And like Jaina gets put in her place yeah. and stops and even recognizes in that moment, man, I'm so similar to my mom. Mm-hmm. We're both stubborn and bullheaded, right? And that's a bit of a hint as to her, her little bit of emotional journey in this book. She is, she knows how similar she is to her mom. And we, then we see this teen girl and mom trope, Play out. They're butting their heads over how the same they are, right? Yeah. Oh, if we weren't so much the same, we could get along. Actually, if you didn't hate your those parts of yourself so much, you could respect them in other people. Yeah. Actually. That's the real real trick to it. Whoops, did I just psychology <laughs> this book? You betcha. Leia and the... Was it this book? Yeah. It was this one. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was Talking this about one. like, oh, mom competition with their daughters and your daughters are here to replace you. They even look just like you, but better. Because <laughs> younger. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. Oh, enough. Enough of the mom problems for yeah. now. Because Jaina pulls a gun on her brother. <laughs> <laughs> and in what is probably one of the best scenes of the book. He's held captive at Cordero shipping in like some apartment. She walks in there and he's like, I'm not going to leave. They asked me to stay here. I'm not going to use the force and run away. I'm not going to leave. And she goes, gun in your face. Get up. War is now. Yeah. And essentially kidnaps him from being kidnapped, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then flies him to safety while half blind. She's the action warrior with no time for your stupid philosophy. People are dying. Yep. She saves Jason. She spots 
the sabotaged orbital cities not powering up their their shields, right? She saves Jaina, no, Jason and Leia again at the end of the book. What would have happened if she hadn't shown back up at the end? What would have happened to Jaina? Fuck. What would have happened to Jason standing over Leia's body there? Would he have had the strength or or ability to get her out of there by himself alive? No. No. Jaina, action hero, doing, saves the day multiple times. Multiple times. Because she's so similar to her mom. Mm -hmm. So stubborn that I came back to come and get you. But I did the other things first. I did them so fast, though. I could get back here to do what I wanted. <laughs> That's which, it. Which was save you. And she does it all while half blind. Right? Yeah. Like, come on. They mentioned her having to squint at the one of the monitors she's looking at. And not only she that, see. she's bold. Yep. Which I'm joking. Oh, they're all I'm bold. Jo- I'm joking. Actually, they're not. Han Solo didn't get shaved. Neither did Droma and a bunch of the Rin. That comes up as they're escaping. They, yeah, because they, they weren't... They stayed where they were. They weren't going to go into, like, they didn't go through the decant- decontamination process. To go to a different... To a different uh, area of dome, the dome. Right? They stayed in the segmented part. Right. So just just the women got their head shaved. Because Jason didn't get his head shaved. He was with his dad. Yeah. And then it didn't matter anyway. And so is that actually only Leia and Jaina got their heads shaved? No. <laughs> oh, no. And it's like a weird, like... Like a way of tying this mother and daughter uh, together by removing like a woman's quote, I'm being sarcastic, most prized possession type of thing. Like yeah. your identity is your hair and we remove it. Like that is often they watch like GI Jane or whatever. It's often depicted as a traumatizing thing for women who love their long hair mm-hmm. to lose it. Yep. They, I guess are going to trauma bond over that maybe or something. I don't know, but it would be a bonding it thing felt, to happen. It felt during the book like everyone got their head shaved. <laughs> yes, it did. And then at the end of the book, I think it's just them two. Huh. Interesting, right? Okay. But I don't know. How much how, how much impact does that have on a, on a regular teenage girl? Zero for this action hero. Yeah. She's like, good, shave my head faster in the filth water. <laughs> don't worry about it. I don't know. She reconnects with her love and respect for her mom, which is her most important journey of this book. Yeah. But I don't really understand uh, how she got there. Because her and Leia didn't spend any time patching up the wound that is, I got exploded and you weren't there. What happens is Leia gets exploded and Jane is there because she's always there when anyone needs her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I need I needed them to like directly get over it. Yeah. As opposed to, this is, seems like more of the same. But she's just like, oh, I love my mom. And we're uh, we're very similar. Yeah. And, and you, you get to read about it and other people feeling Jaina in the force and how she loves her mom and respects her mom. But and at stuff. the same time, I guess it's more like she probably just was upset about everything else and pointing that finger at her mom. Yeah. As an actual finger. Yeah. But it was like I couldn't call you. I couldn't call you, and I needed you. Where were you? But I'm actually mad at Rogue Squadron for. I can't me go off. to work I'm today. Mad at the Republic military. I'm mad that I lost. I'm mad that I got blown up and lost my droid. I'm mad that I'm blind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But still, how come I couldn't call you when I blew up? <laughs> yeah. It's all valid, but nonetheless, that's her big thing. 
She's the action hero of this book that saves everyone. Mm-hmm. She calls Mara, which changes that situation up there with the Duros and the Woot. She gets Han on the phone for getaway car. She gets back up to the tower and rescues Jason and Leia. Jaina Solo just single-handedly saved her entire family as like a secondary character in the book. And she's not on the back. And she's not (laughs) mentioned in the back cover. Give me a break. She's excellent. In every scene that she's in, though. Yeah. And she, Jaina has such a distinct personality and attitude that she is so flavorful every time that she gets written, no matter by who. She is so just prickly and She's right. got a lot of spice to her. I, you can Not Star Wars spice. Like, no. Like, you can put her in any situation. You know it's going to be a fun conversation. Tasty curry. Yeah. Well, let's move on to our final character. Itchy Douglas. The man who, if anyone's book it was, he was number one. And Jaina was number three. It's his book the most. Jason Solo. Let's finally talk about Jason as fast as I can. It must be him silhouetted on the cover of the book, right? Because this is Jason's book. Mm -hmm. It's centered all around his guilt from center point and inaction. His worry of what to do, his uncertainty in his future. And this is his great refusal of the call in which he tries but cannot deny his destiny so many times. Let me tell you how many. I would love for you to count these for me. That might be later. Okay. Oh, I already counted it. Here we go. It starts with Jaina's pain. Jaina explodes. Mm -hmm. He can't help but feel that pain through the force, and then he acts and he reacts, right? Leads to a three-page vision. He feels her pain. He blacks out. Three-page vision of, I need to save the universe. That's me. Yep. Luke Skywalker is fighting the fight, but everything I do is tipping the balance. Yeah. Either stable or bad. There's no tipping good. Cannot avoid the force. Okay. And then, since he's the guy who has to save the universe from falling to the Yuzhan Vong, no pressure, and he's already refusing to use the force, he's in a bit of a conundrum. And that's where Jason sits for the entire book till like chapter 26, was it? Yeah. He, yeah. Yep. 26, 27. When he finally turns there. on his lightsaber and he's like, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Through multiple discussions with multiple people over all that time. But and throughout the entire book, fate or the force is conspiring to force him to use the force. Yep. Here's my list. Here we go. Here we go. He has the vision, right? He feels Jaina's anger at Duro when she lands. Can't help that. She's so mad coming down the ramp. He just feels it. Can't help it. And Normie's felt it probably. He force trances her, right? Yeah. He gets vibes from Vicky Shesh over <laughs> holocons. He has a danger sense awaken him when he feels the worms pupating at the 32. He pulls his lightsaber back to him with the force after he throws it to distract the bugs. He senses Luke and Anakin when he goes for that meeting at Corduro. All of that. Seven or so things. Seven or so times in this book where he's actively refusing to use the force and still has to be forced by fate. He cannot help it. Yeah, He's using the force. It's so funny to me. It's just all that. And then we hit that point in the book where he still tells Luke, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to use the force. I'm not going to be the Jedi. You already used the force seven times in this book without knowing it. Or once consciously when you pulled the thing back to your hand. Twice you put your sister to sleep. Right? 
The rest of the time, you're like, oh, I felt the thing. Oh, God, bad vibes. Buddy, you cannot. You can't. You cannot disconnect from this. You can't not, not being who you, you are. You must be the hero. You ha- That's what this book is telling us. We're going to force Jason Soro. Jason Zorro. No, Jason Soro, which, by the way, <laughs> great nickname. No, but we're going to force Jason Solo to be the hero yeah. he's reluctant to become. Yeah. That's our balance point. Seven times. And then he keeps avoiding using the force when he's escaping with Jaina, and he's like, God, she's so fast. She's flying the ship because she's using the force. He's like, God, she's such a good pilot. And they're running when they're running and he's chasing after. Yeah, he's like, she keeps getting to be this juxtaposition of what he could be. Yeah. Of what he should be. I'm your twin. Watch me jump down four flights of stairs. It's easy. And he's like <laughs> running down the stairs. <laughs> it takes his mom bleeding to death on the floor in front of him surrounded by extra galactic supervillains for him to realize that if light doesn't fight, then darkness wins. A doy. I don't know what to tell you. If you don't turn the light on, the room's dark. The sun's going to go down on its own and darkness will come up. What if the sun don't come back? What if the sun's like, I'm going to go to Duro. (laughs) Get it? The sun. This guy is the, the the linchpin of the balance point of the massive vision at the beginning of this book. And it only takes his mom's near-death experience for him to take up his lightsaber and the force and force furniture tornado strike that guy right out of my life. <laughs> Hit him with a desk out the window. Boom. And if I can just criticize again real quick, very, very soft hero moment. We've talked about this in previous earlier books mm-hmm. where heroes accidentally beat the bad guy. Oops. I didn't have to do the thing. I just accidentally beat him. Yeah. That should not be happening here when your whole struggle is deciding to act. Yeah. The solution should not be close your eyes and and then when you open them, the bad guys are gone. That should not. It needs to be yeah. way more direct by Jason. I, I I think for for him because he he wasn't there necessarily his, to fight the bad guy. His his struggle was to use or not <laughs> use the force. So that was his like his, the depth of him using the force, I think yeah. that he was just I think that's was more what but it was it supposed feel to show. Cheap when his whole struggle is I'm not going to use the force and then when he does he accidentally beats the baddest bad guy in the room. You know what I mean? Like he successfully, purposefully defended himself, yeah. but then accidentally knocked him out the window with a desk. Just felt so Looney Tunes. Yeah, a little bit. Right? It's a little Wiley Coyote. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I'm, that's my biggest criticism of this whole book. Is if, if the lesson is to act in the light, but it's maybe not, right? If the lesson is to act in the light, then why do you win the fight accidentally and not directly? Mm-hmm. Should have been more purposeful, but is maybe is the lesson to be a decisionless conduit, which the force can flow through, and then the force can purposely knock him out the window with a desk. <laughs> I, well, how he describes it is being uh, like sacrificing himself to the force and being exactly. a servant of giving it, so. into it and not 
choosing to attack, right? Yeah. I don't know what the lesson is, though. That's my problem, mm-hmm. is that this finish muddies the whole thing for me, and it becomes philosophically unclear. Yep. Is he supposed to do nothing and let the force act? Or is he supposed to use the force? Did he use the force or did the force use him? Who made the tornado of desks? I don't know. Is he not supposed to influence like just be a conduit? You don't influence the application of the light. I think, I think it was just him drawing as much as he was on the force caused the stuff to move around. I don't think he did it on purpose. But what was he drawing on the force then for? What was his purpose in drawing on the force? Right? That's my point. Yeah. I just opening well, himself to I don't know. Yeah, to for what to yeah. what end? He was didn't have his hands on his he wasn't actively trying to save his mom. He wasn't actively trying to create a shield. He wasn't actively trying to attack the bad guys. Just kind of accidentally won. Mm-hmm. Against the baddest guy that we've seen so far. The biggest alien that we've seen so far. It's that's that's my one major major criticism is that first of all I don't like when that happens I don't like when heroes accidentally win that feels cheap yep win by skill or virtue of what you have learned in the journey of this book well what did he learn his problem was inaction he learned to take action lights up his lightsaber and he charges in but then he wins by submissive yeah i don't i don't i don't understand what i'm supposed to take from the ending mm-hmm. and that's i guess what bothers me more than anything yeah but you know what? that doesn't matter most importantly tim jason's got his groove back <laughs> <laughs> how about your favorite moment of the solo children i my favorite was Jaina and the gun and Jason and oh, saying, man. move your ass. What are you doing? Get to work. Yeah. Magic man. Yeah. <laughs> I magic lady sister. am doing all the work myself right now and I'm blind. Yeah. And, and then later being so upset that he still hasn't done it. Called him. A calls defector. him a defector. Calls him a traitor. Deserter. Yeah. Defector. One or the other. One of the two. Calls him a Deserter. traitor. I essentially. Think <laughs> essentially said, you have turned your back on all of us. The, that her her and him together I, I got one little bit for everybody I got Anakin so many skips so many coral skippers mm-hmm. he is a pilot uh, what's that word uh, when you're like a wonderkind but not a better word prodigy yeah this kid is a force prodigy and uh, everyone else tells us that in this book <laughs> not him Jaina, yeah, she points that gun at Jason and gets all... Every time that she gets in his face, she does it at Duro when they're next to the smelly refugee. She does it uh, on Baburu when she points the gun at him. She does it again on the Falcon, or no, up on the top of the thing where she's like, desert her, whatever. Yep. I love her antagonistically getting in his face about being a shitty hero. Yeah. Being be- useless. You have all this potential and power. Surely. Here am I not able to do the thing that I want to do and you are sitting here choosing not to. And then for Jason, my favorite part was when he finally freaking embraced his gift and joined the hero's journey. The description of him embracing it and like just feeling it was great. And as great as that was, it's even nicer to feel like I'm done with this 
attitude of him yes. not wanting to do anything. Yeah. Please. It was a You're long process. You're very powerful process. and special. Can we move on? It was a long process. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. I mean, New Jedi Order, book six, Balance Point by Kathy Tires. Finished. I'm going to, I'm going to audio, audio Lee, close the book. Audibly would be the word. <laughs> audio Lee. Close the book, audio Lee, on New Jedi Order 6. A heart filled, character driven story of desperation, betrayal, and reconciliation in a seemingly hopeless war. One of the best of the NJO so far. I, I yeah. Think so, yes, ma'am. Yeah. I think so. Good job, Kathy. That's it for book 24, man. 24. 24. Wow. Who else reads 24 Star Wars books? Not a lot of people. Not like we (laughs) do. Welcome to the exclusive club here at Forever Canon. Let us know if you're in the club and have read 24 books with us at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. But for now, as always, Tim, on to the next book. New Jedi Order. 6.5? Recovery. A short story ebook novella written by Troy Denning, my favorite author of the podcast. He's good. Don't tell all the other people. They're mostly great, too. Two books sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Denning's my favorite, man. Ebook short story that takes place concurrently with the next full story, Edge of Victory One Conquest. So this short story fits in in the story of edge of victory one and according to suggested reading orders on multiple sources this is 6.5 this is where we go next a short story with cover art and the cover art features han and leia with crackly yellow energy and purple mist all around them some ships in the background a little bit what's the biggest difference tim They're facing each other this time. Yeah. Aha! What's wrong with the cover of Balance Point? Yeah, they're facing facing away. And, yeah. And now they're looking at each other in recovery. And since there's no uh, back of the book, so to speak, let me read the publisher's summary, which would be the back of the book, right? Mm -hmm. From Wikipedia, of course, where I get all my Star Wars information. Allow me to actually be prepared to read that thing when I talk about (laughs) reading that thing. (laughs) As the forces of darkness threaten to engulf the galaxy, one last defiant spark remains. Though the Yuzhan Vong were victorious in their savage conquest of the planet Duro, they failed to extract sensitive information from Leia Organa Solo who now barely clings to life after enduring the enemies' torture. Unless she receives medical attention soon, the badly wounded princess and former head of the New Republic will surely die. Pursued by bounty hunters, Han Solo begins a race against time, only to find his urgent pleas for help rejected by planet after planet as the Jedi are blamed for the continuing fight against the seemingly invincible aliens. Desperate, the Solos decide on a suicide mission. They must reach Coruscant, the New Republic's strife-ridden capital, where traitors, appeasers, 
and assassins now share the same goal as the fierce Yuzhan Vong. Kill all Jedi. All right, good news, bad news. Good news. This is a Troy Denning story. Yep. It's going to be good. I'm going to like it. Bad news? It's a Han Solo book again. Right away <laughs> after having two not great Han Solo books. And just a yeah. little break of him being nice in the background. We're going right back to Han and Leia. In Troy Dunning's recovery. This time he's fighting for the woman he loves as opposed to ignoring her and treating her yeah, like crap. Yeah, it's a completely different situation. They're actually together? <laughs> yeah. That's gotta be better. <laughs> What a special surprise. Now, speaking of different situations, my dear listeners, we have a special surprise for you. New Jedi Order, 6.5 recovery, and all future short stories will not be presented by me, Justin. Sad, I know. (laughs) I will not be presenting the short stories, ladies and gentlemen, but I will be bringing a guest host. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm still sitting over here. Hey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to, uh, to the show. I'm not changing sitting positions. No, you're not. You're going to stay there. I'm going to stay here, but I'm going to write less. <laughs> write like and this. Tim is going to guide us through all of our short stories, starting with, with recovery. recovery. Congratulations, Tim's a big moment. Yeah. You've earned it. You've earned it. Four years in. I'll see you all next week when we cover New Jedi Order 6.5 Recovery Chapters 1 through 4. What? Oh, what? You're just pointing at me. You go first. Oh, I'm Tim. Thank you. I'm Justin. (laughs) I don't pay attention to this part. <laughs> Clever thing. <laughs> For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.